Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's Horror. My name is Moth. And I'm Tae. Oh my god, my voice just cracked. <laughs> I want to say that again. No, we can keep it. We can keep going, okay. I'm going through puberty, sorry guys. <laughs> At the ripe age of 25. Yes. Um, <laughs> Oh my god. Well, we don't really have any business to attend to before we jump into this, so we're just gonna fucking get going with it. Yeet! Today, Today we are watching a dystopian slash home invasion type horror film. It's a bit more of a thriller than horror, but I don't really give a shit about that distinction. Okay. Okay. We're watching The Purge. Okay. Yes. Purge is more thriller than horror? I didn't know that. They're they're a little bit more thriller than horror, but they are definitely horror films. Okay. Uh, it's just, whenever you get into, like, home invasion type stuff specifically, mm-hmm. that's when, like, at least one of the points where the line kind of starts to blur a little bit. Yeah, between. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But, um, you know. I Interesting. Yeah, I I just, I have never given a shit about the distinction between horror and thriller because they are both designed to give yeah. you anxiety in some way. Same so shit, like, different font. It's, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. So the Purge franchise is pretty beefy. There's a lot of content within it. So the original one came out in 2013 and then mm-hmm. the following year, 2014, The Purge Anarchy was released and then Election Year came out in 2016 and then in 2008, there was a prequel film called The First Purge that came out on the 4th of July. Ooh. And then there's also a TV series that had two seasons that aired from 2018 to 2019, which takes place between the events of Anarchy and Election Year. Okay. And then the fifth film was released in 2021, and that was called The Forever Purge. I think they're done. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I, I think I saw something about a sixth film being, like, kind of talked about, but I mm-hmm. didn't really see anything, like, concrete about that. Okay. They might be done. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's, we'll see. I didn't realize that The Purge had so much, like, lore to it. Like, I knew it had a bunch of movies, but I always thought yeah. that they were, like, very disconnected or whatever. Like, it was just like, okay, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But now you're telling me it's like... There's, like, a prequel of, like, the first one, and there's, like, stuff going on in between yeah. and shit like that. It's wow. a whole universe. It's kind of wild. and That's crazy. Right? I've only seen maybe two or three of the movies. I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure how many I've seen. I'm almost positive I've seen Anarchy, and I'm not 100% sure if I've seen Election Year. I can't okay. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This time... I'm going to switch things up a little bit with the oh. order of how I'm going about things. I'm going to give you the synopsis first. Okay. Because there's some stuff that I want to talk about that you you got to get the synopsis first. Like, Okay. Most people know the premise of The Purge, right? Mm. So, under the government of an ultra-conservative group known as the New Founding Fathers of America, there's a single day out of every year where all crime, including murder, with the exception of the murder of politicians, uh, is... Mm-hmm legal for 12 hours Mm -hmm. so in the purge the one we're gonna watch today we follow a wealthy family the sandin family and their experience of purge night in 2022 so okay oh yeah that's pretty much it it's (laughs) very loosely the concept of the purge was based on a road rage incident that the writer and director and his wife were involved in okay so the two were nearly killed by a drunk driver and in her anger the writer director's wife 
said something along the lines of wishing that she were allowed to kill one person each year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, don't want to kill people. Like, that's not great. But yeah. in an instant like that, I can like, absolutely, I, I can understand the rage of just yes. being, like, just those thoughts popping yes. through your brain. Just being like, I fuck very- that guy regularly wish that um anyone who worked retail or food service could punch a customer once a month yes just like a little you know i wholeheartedly agree with that just they get to pick one they get to do it and like everything's fine afterwards yeah whatever i i believe that retail and food service workers should be able to do that (laughs) i second that there should be a a service industry purge once a month yes at least (laughs) just with punching like we don't need to you know no, not like a full-on thing, just like one swift, yes. you know, And uppercut. the customer can't fight, like, hit back. It's just, no. Just, you know. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Uh, yeah. But that comment from his wife stuck with him and was, like, kind of instrumental. One of the mm-hmm. instrumental puzzle pieces of conceptualizing yes. the purge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The ratings for this movie were not great, but also <laughs> not the worst that I've seen. And there's... Okay definitely a reason for it too Mm -hmm. so on imdb it has a rating of 5.7 out of 10 with 231,000 ratings and then on rotten tomatoes it has 40 percent with a 36 percent audience score and i get it so but i do like this movie i want to clarify that Mm -hmm. but i understand where the ratings are coming from so i remember when i first saw this movie i didn't hate it but i didn't feel like it lived up it up to its potential Mm -hmm. so I I think I'll feel differently rewatching it now and have a different appreciation for it now that I have more of an understanding of why they executed the film the way that they did mm-hmm. and how the writer and director feels about it too. <clears throat> Excuse me. The film so people knew about the concept of the purge from the marketing and things like that with it being mm-hmm. like 12 hours where all crime is legal. Mm-hmm. And then it all takes place in, like, one house and with one family's experience. So people Mm -hmm. were like, you had this whole fucking world Mm -hmm. that you could have done so many different things with. And it just feels like there's not as much Mm -hmm. going on as people expected there to be. Especially Mm -hmm. because a lot of the marketing kind of showed what was going on, like, in the streets all over the place. Mm -hmm. And not really focusing in on this family. So people expected it to be... Yeah. About A lot more than Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get there and it's like, are they going to leave this house? And then they don't really leave the house. And you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, You're like, (laughs) cool. All right. (laughs) Exactly. And on top of that, the film is also a social commentary about violence, specifically in the US. And Mm -hmm. some people feel like... Either it didn't quite make the point that it tried to, or some people missed that point entirely, Mm -hmm. and some people just thought it was, like, full of cliches in the way that they tried to do it. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a good amount of people on the other side who thought it was well-executed, or at least well-intentioned, and it did well enough creating suspense, Mm -hmm. but... There's, yeah, it's just one of those things where there's a lot of different angles of it that people didn't quite mesh with. Okay. Partially because of marketing and partially because whenever you try to do a film with social commentary, it's, that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Very mixed reviews all over Mm -hmm. the place. People who like this movie love this movie. People Mm -hmm. who don't like this movie are just like, it's dumb. So. (laughs) It's like neutral or really like, so. Exactly. Pretty Mm -hmm. much so. 
I, yeah, like I said, I'm definitely excited to rewatch it, though, with a different lens now that I'm also older and wiser <laughs> and just have more of a grasp on what the film is trying to accomplish. Yeah. So I did prefer some of the later installments in the franchise, like mm-hmm. Anarchy over the original, because it explores the the world a little mm-hmm. bit more. A lot mm-hmm. of, there's some crows outside laughing at me. I don't know if you can <laughs> hear them, but that's okay. Um, but I anyway, cannot. yeah, that's all right. They're excited to watch The Purge. They are excited to watch The Purge. Uh, But yeah, it does a lot of more like exploring how shit goes down in The Purge outside of just one family and anarchy. Mm. And it was really well done. And so, yeah, it's kind of interesting Mm. how they did with the first one. I don't know where Mm. I was going with that. But (laughs) (laughs) so it premiered on May 2nd, 2013 at the Stanley Film Festival in Estes Park, Colorado. And I did a little bit of looking into that because I was like, Stanley Film Festival in Estes Park. Hmm. Interesting. So it was a horror film festival named after the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, which is mm-hmm. what inspired The Shining. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really cool. And The cool. Purge was the opening night film that year. And it was also the festival's inaugural inaugural year. I can't say oh, that cool. ever. It's hard to say. It is a hard word to say. I'm not even going to attempt. But it, it's like a very like... The way it forms in your mouth. It's very, like, front of the mouth. I it's think. very strange. It's it doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It was their first year. That's what I'll say. There you and go. <laughs> as far as I can tell, the festival is no longer active. The last event that I could find info on was from 2015, which is mm. a huge bummer because I was hoping to go. It yeah, like that a would ton be of cool. Fun. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, so that was the initial release, and then the theatrical release was May 31st to June 7th of 2013, depending on mm-hmm. the territory. Mm-hmm. The budget was $2.7 to $3 million, and it did pretty damn well in the box office. It grossed just over $89 million, wow. almost three quarters of which was just from domestic earnings. Wow. Almost $17 million was made just on opening day, which is nearly six times the budget. Isn't that insane? But I mean, everyone was talking about this fucking movie whenever it came out. It was such a... I feel like it... The Purge is like such a concept that I feel like has been around for a while. Yeah. Like the concept of like having just like anarchy for... Like government sanctioned anarchy for like a certain amount of time. Right. Like that's not necessarily a new concept, but it was new to see it maybe on screen for the first time as like a horror concept. Like I feel like I've seen like books and stuff where that is involved. But like, oh my God, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was parroting it. Like Rick and Morty did an episode about purge or whatever did they really <laughs> yeah they did <laughs> they went to they went to a planet where they have the purge um, oh my god once a year and uh yeah so i don't know it's um it's uh, i don't know where i was going with that either well yeah it's, it's everyone when, was talking about it that's yeah it it's like a concept that is like popular to talk about in just random mm-hmm. conversation like what would yeah. you do if you had no consequences you know yeah exactly so, exactly yeah so when people saw all the marketing for the film people mm-hmm. were probably I remember people losing their mi- losing mm. their minds over it and just being super excited about it. So I'm not surprised that it did that well opening yeah. day. <laughs> um, and then it surpassed 10 times the budget through opening mm. weekend, making just over $34 million. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was after the movie made a killing in the box office that the writer and director made the decision to expand the franchise. Nice. So pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm. 
I don't talk about producers a lot, but I'm going to talk about producers today. Okay. Because it was produced by, there's obviously more than one producer, but like the main one that I want to talk about is Jason Blum. We have another Blumhouse film. All right. So, yeah. He's the one who first gave this film any attention. So Mm. as a reminder, Blumhouse has produced just over 150 films, including Get Out, three of the Halloween films, the Insidious films, and the Paranormal Activity films, just to name Mm -hmm. a few. And then their upcoming movies this year that I just want to mention. Insidious, The Red Door is coming out on July 7th. The Exorcist Believer is coming out October 13th. And then the Five Nights at Freddy's movie with Matthew Lillard is coming out on October yes. 27th. Oh I, my god, and um, Josh Hutcherson's in that movie too, I think? The really? The Five Nights at Freddy's movie? Yeah, he's in it. I didn't know that. I'm that's pretty cool. sure, but that's fun. But yeah. Matthew Lillard, yes. that I love good, that man. <laughs> good lineup. We got a stacked right? lineup. Yeah, coming I up. love Blumhouse. We stand. Mm. Before this movie landed on Jason Blum's desk, though, the writer, Jason De- James DeMonico, I don't, I don't know why I called him Jason. You just said Because Jason, Jason Blum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James DeMonico, the writer, though, and his production partner, who is also a producer, Sebastian Lemercier, mm. they didn't That's think it. anyone would fund or distribute their movie because a lot of people... So early renditions of the script were insane just Mm -hmm. insane so much violence and it was just over the top Mm -hmm. and a lot of people saw it as anti-american which (laughs) in the writer and director's words that's because it is okay (laughs) yeah uh but they didn't think anyone was going to fund it they assumed it was going to be like a a couple thousand dollars to produce or maybe they could fundraise up to a million or something Mm -hmm. and then it would be just something they would show at a couple festivals and it would be done right Mm mm-hmm But Jason Blum got a hold of it, and he not only appreciated the concept and the message behind it, but he also recognized that with a concept like one of The Purge, there were basically infinite storylines that they could follow. Yeah. No, that's my, that's whenever, I was surprised whenever you said, because I didn't know that it just, like, followed one family in the house. I was Mm -hmm. surprised that it wasn't, uh you know, kind of the whole world, because... Yeah. Or not, maybe not, like, the whole world, but even just, like, a community, like, just following, like, a couple right. of families or, like, people back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because that, you really can. You have infinite possibilities of, like, what yeah. people are going through in these 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that they're following one family, because I feel like if they did that with almost every movie, then it's like, mm-hmm. you can really, you can churn out 30 movies easily, and it could, they could all be so completely different. Like, yeah. you don't have to just remake the same movie over and over. Um, they can have so many different stories and so many different, like, character development or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. That was exactly Jason Blum's thoughts on it, too. He was like, starting with this one family, cool, we can kind of get an idea of what this looks like and what happens, but then mm-hmm. beyond that, we can just go fucking ham. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So he had hopes uh, and saw limitless potential for a franchise, but that wasn't in the plans yet. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this could be fucking sick. So yeah. he funded it. And yeah, the rest is history there. <laughs> and like, I think he produced all of them. I also don't know that for sure, but I think he did. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Right? So actually, did I write that down? Hold on. Let me look. I didn't write that down, so sorry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, the writer and director was James DeMonico. He wrote and directed most, but not all, of the Purge movies. 
He wrote, or at least has a writer's credit for all but The Forever Purge. Mm -hmm. And then he directed the first three. So that's this one, Anarchy, and Election Year. Mm -hmm. I'm not super familiar with the rest of his work, but he is a pretty prolific writer. He's got a lot of shit under his belt. Mostly Mm -hmm. horror. He (laughs) self-proclaimed has a lot of dark shit going on in his brain, and he likes to write about it. And Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, he's... One of those people who he has a lot of, like, fucked up concepts going on in his brain, but he is a very, he's been described as, like, a very empathetic dude and just, he just has some shit in his brain (laughs) that he needs to do something with. It's fine. Yeah. That's awesome. He's a writer. What are you going to do? Reading interviews from him about this movie was really interesting and he just seems really fucking cool. He was really aware of how people would feel about this movie and where people may feel disappointed. And I just really appreciated the way he spoke about it Mm -hmm. because he was well aware of a lot of the marketing of the film, making people feel like the Purge world was going to be explored a lot more than it was rather than just following this one family. And he didn't have a lot of control over the marketing because that's just how things work a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But he, and like, they also didn't have much of a choice other than to follow just one family for this because of budgetary constraints. Yeah. So he felt like even though people might be a little bit disappointed in how the film actually ended up being, he thought it would be worth it because it would garner enough interest for people to want to see what the rest of the world Mm. would look like in the event that they explored it as a franchise, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think he was right. Like the purge, people still lose their minds over the purge movies, even though like people had some disappointment in the first one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The later films still did really fucking well and turned out fucking sick in my opinion (laughs) like yeah they're really cool movies anarchy is amazing we'll have to watch Mm. that at some point so okay the cast is great okay i love them Mm -hmm. so we have i'm mostly going to talk about the sandin family ethan hawk plays Mm. james the father okay we love (laughs) ethan hawk i read somewhere this was so funny to me i read somewhere that he was paid two million dollars for this movie, so when I read that, it made it seem like two-thirds of the budget went to his paycheck, but that's not what happened <laughs> at <Okay>. all. <laughs> From Jason Blum's own mouth, his upfront paycheck was like $10,000, Okay, and the rest of his profit came from after yeah, the just, fact, like, yes. you know, that makes sense. royalties and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I also read that he was like, even though, he, so he's like a huge fucking name mm. in the film industry. He yes. was super down to do this like low budget. I love film. that. I know like, it's like Ethan Hawke, and then you're like, yeah, you got to pay like ten thousand dollars to do that. I was like, damn, like okay, like that, that. That's a lot of money, first of all. But oh, like that's a lot of money for, for us, but for making Ethan a film, Hawk, yeah, yeah, because that takes a lot of time, you know, and effort mm-hmm. to put into that. You got to memorize all your lines and like it's long days and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, wow, yeah, really didn't make, but that. He was just excited about it. it. He just (laughs) thought it was a cool idea. (laughs) It's like Winona Ryder and Heather's, where she's like, I will do this for fucking free. Please just cast me. Literally. (laughs) I'm begging you. (laughs) Same concept. Exactly. Yeah. That was Ethan Hawke with this movie. (laughs) And then Lena Headey plays Mary, the mom. Adelaide Kane plays Zoe, the daughter. Oh my god! How did I not know she was in The Purge? Oh my god, I I love her. I don't know how I didn't know she was in The Purge <laughs> until I was researching this. Like, I'm so, obsessed with her. 
it's same. Like, so <laughs> Tay and I are both giant fans of the show Rain. <laughs> oh my god, such a and, good show. Oh my god. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's so You can watch good. it for free on the CW app. You literally don't have to sign in or put any credit card information and in, no email, no nothing. You just download the CW app and you can watch it. It does have ads, Do it. though. But Worth it. And it's Rain r-e-i-g-n not like like the weather phenomenon it's like <laughs> like you're a queen ruling and it's so fucking good if you like like yes teenage drama and just like a bunch of hot people doing hot people shit and wearing like very fashionable clothing <laughs> and like just like dramatically standing up and sitting down all the time like it's you're gonna be your shit <laughs> it is it's so good Oh my god, Adelaide Kane plays uh, Mary Queen of Scots in that show, just to give you an idea yes. of the era. But she's the main character. and we She's stand. the main character. She I fucking slays. love that show, but she's in this movie too. She plays yes. Zoe, and I <laughs> about shat myself when I saw that, when I was looking up the cast, because I haven't watched this since 2013, so I didn't know. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god, I'm so yeah. excited. And then uh, Max Burkholder plays Charlie, their okay. son. And then I'm not going to go into the cast of all of the purgers or, like, neighbors or anything Mm. like that because it's a lot of people involved and a lot of them are wearing masks a lot of the time and whatever. Mm. And and that's not to say that the performance isn't important. It is. Yes. Like, whatever. You get it. Mm. So Edwin Hodge plays Dante Bishop also known as The Stranger, mm-hmm. what happens is this wealthy family is trying to hunker down in their home, and then mm-hmm. there's a bloodied stranger that shows up on their doorstep, and they have to make a decision of, like, what they're going to do about that, if they're going to try to help him or not. Okay. So, he's The Stranger, and then Reese Wakefield plays the leader of the purgers known as the polite leader that te- end up terrorizing this family. Okay. So... He didn't get cast in that role until the day before filming was going to begin. Oh, damn. Gotta learn yeah. your lines right quick. <laughs> yeah, he he had to be quick with it. But um, the reason that that happened was because James DeMonico, he had a very specific vision for how he wanted his main villain to behave, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that they auditioned were either, like, way too over the top or just Mm. didn't capture what he wanted in some way like they were a lot of them were almost joker-esque but he wanted someone who was just like just a fucked up dude you know that just made you feel uncomfy but it wasn't like theatrical you know what i mean okay so and they fucking found him (laughs) good i'm glad reese wakefield nails it he does a great job i'm excited yeah it didn't do a ton for awards that year because, okay. again, critics were didn't know how to feel about it. But okay. mm-hmm. had two wins and six nominations. It, what was funny to me, it had a nomination for Best Horror Film at the Saturn Awards, but it also had a nomination for Worst Film at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. <laughs> so... The dichotomy just... of the purge. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly it. So it's, I also, I think I mentioned this, but it's set in the U.S. in the year 2022, but yeah. Yes. Trigger Does it warnings. have a specific, like, oh. sorry, does it have a specific, like, state or, like, place or is it just um, U.S.? So this one, I don't actually know if it has a specific state. Okay. It might. I didn't, I don't remember and I didn't really see anything or, about like, that. Or, like, area. Yeah, no, I was just yeah. wondering because, like, I feel like The Purge and, like, Florida and, like, The Purge and, like, Southern <laughs> Illinois 
is going to be like totally di- like that's they're going to be very right different there. from <laughs> the purge in like a big city somewhere yes, like New York, absolutely. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. sorry. No, you're good. But that's all that I had other than trigger warnings. This this movie isn't very gory uh because James DeMonaco also does not like gore. <laughs> he just like slaking. <laughs> yeah, he'll do what he has to to get shit across. Yeah, but but you can do that without gore for sure. Exactly, he doesn't get excessive with it at all. Mm-hmm. But there's stalking. I used the words light torture <laughs> when I wrote this down. Um, I believe someone gets repeatedly stabbed with a letter opener. Okay. And yeah, there's a lot of knife violence, gun violence. It's a purge, you know. Yeah. Um, broken bones. There is sexualization of a minor. A man attacking the family tells the other attackers to, quote, save her for him. And it's pretty clear what he means by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens to her in that mm-hmm. way. But, but just it's to, clear yeah. that someone wants to do something gross to her. So mm-hmm. there's also kidnapping, some mild jump scares, shaky cam, and there is hate speech, not in the form of slurs, but people say some pretty fucked up things. Okay. And unhoused people are a big target of the violence, so there's uh, a lot of hate speech directed at them. Why did I not think about that? Yeah. Wow, that's really, yeah, that's, wow, okay. Uh, that's, yep. like, a, an aspect of it that I had never thought of. And I'm getting, like, upset emotionally, like, this actually happens. I'm like, man, that fucking, yeah. those fucking assholes, like, wow, right. okay. But yeah. it's not real, so. It's, it's not real, but mm-hmm. it's also not that far off from shit that could happen, but we'll talk about that later. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so it's, but no slurs, which I guess is, um... A silver lining? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to make you feel better about that. It yes. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the trigger warnings. Not super gory, but obviously there's going to be a little bit, but not like a crazy amount. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm excited to rewatch it, though. Do you think you can handle it? Um, I think so. I'm excited. Yeah. This is, this is one of those movies that um, I feel like there's some horror movies on here that I'm always like, I've always wanted to watch this, but I never did because it was a horror movie. This is always one of those movies that I always thought was interesting, but I never, ever thought I would watch. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, so now we you're gonna. <laughs> I feel like even from the start of this podcast, like, for some reason, my brain never even, like, thought of it as, like, a an option to watch <laughs> The Purge. I, something, like, I've just, We're like, doing had it. this, like, separation from it. Um, so it's I guess so summery. That. Uh, <laughs> murder murder i was trying it's to think a hot of girl summary. summer <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of summary horror movies and there's yeah. only so many <laughs> it's the purge um the purge yeah, is one no, of them i don't know why but i've never just in my brain i've always been like oh that's like just it's a very interesting concept but like that's a movie i'll never watch that's fair but i hope you go. like it <laughs> i will let you know what i think um we'll find maybe, out maybe it'll be life-changing maybe like my brain has been, like, blocking me from it because it's going to, like, unlock all my chakras or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting high stakes on this movie, man. <laughs> Apparently. Like, shit. All right. Well, let's see if it lives up to it. <laughs> all right. See you guys on the other side. Bye. Unless, unless, unless Moth is about to purge me. I mean, this movie oh, is set up. Oh, shit. We'll <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she's like, maybe don't tell our weird-ass child that we would be super down to murder people if we wanted.
also what so all these rich people are just gonna get used to murdering people it's gonna it's gonna awaken the murderous rage in him what do you think they're gonna do once all the poor people are dead that's yeah yep Also, she's very mature. She literally just sat at the dinner table and was like, Dad, you're stupid for asking me how I feel every day. And I oh hate talking God. to you. Which is, like, totally normal for a 15-year-old girl oh, to yeah. do. Especially with her dad. Like, you know, totally a normal thing for a 15-year-old girl to do. But, like, he's not going to take her argument seriously at all. No. I had it all wrong with Charlie. I thought he was going to be like a little baby serial killer, but he has more empathy than the rest of the family has in their like fucking pinky toe. He really fucking does, yeah. Oh, boo-hoo. Right. On my murder day where I get to murder people, someone murdered one of my friends, and the fucking audacity of that is really just fucking <laughs> awful. Don't they care about rich white people anymore? I'm in tears. Oh my god, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. He's like so close to being a hot villain, but I hate how he speaks. Yeah. You'd be so much prettier if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, rhyming. Right. Fucking deranged ass Dr. Seuss motherfucker. The theatrics of this all, this man is a fucking homosexual. Like, I... Happy Pride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Adelaide Kane jump scare. <laughs> Just let me send you to your death, okay? Fuck. You're being really annoying about it. Release the beast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a walking monster ad? Shut the fuck up. Give me the beast boy and free. Soul. I wanna get tossed in a fucking hole. It's free real estate. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> Spooky! <laughs> yes, yes! Bro, you fuck yes! him up! Pop Oxus, I love her. Adelaide Kane, everything she does. Perfect. No notes. And we're back. That was really good. I really liked that movie. I'm glad you liked it, because I had a good time as well. That, it went by so... To rewatch it. It went by so quickly, I didn't realize just, like, it how did. fast that movie was gonna go. Um, it's very fast-paced, yeah. I thought... I Okay, I wasn't paying attention whenever all the promo for it was coming out, so I don't, I don't necessarily have that, like, thing where I was going into it thinking it was all about everyone, blah, 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 blah. My first introduction... Right 
to it was your introduction of me to it. Um, obviously, I knew the general concept because everyone had talked about it. Um, but I really liked that it just followed one family. Yeah. I feel like The Purge as a it's... concept is so... Sorry. <laughs> I feel like it's so, like... Oh, no, go ahead. ...chaotic that if trying to follow multiple people, it would just, like, it would get lost. Like, I f- it would be too I... much information coming at once. I completely agree. I think that it turned out to be a really good way to, like, introduce you to the concept mm-hmm. of the Purge world, mm-hmm. you know? I appreciated it. And I also thought it was interesting that they chose to use a family that uh, designed security systems. Yeah, that was too. that was awesome. Yeah. A nice little, but like, touch. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. What would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 spooky? Um, it was pretty scary. I'm going to give it, like, a 6.5 to a 7. Some of the jump scares got nice. me, but I feel like overall I was more, like, invested in it than I was, like, yeah. being nervous about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. There's a lot of like just fucked up shit that happens. In it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like it's like really fucked up, and there's like there's only like two or three jump scares that really got me. But I feel like mm-hmm. you people aren't entering the house secretly, so it's not like there's like suddenly right. someone is there. Like you're kind of aware that people are gonna. Yeah, you know exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's like people are out and about. You know that that and it, it whenever there were jump scares, it wasn't like they were out of like came out of nowhere it's like they had the music build up yeah it was like you know they were sneaking around so it's you were kind of you were prepared yeah. for a jump scare it was just like they still got me but like you were prepared for it so um yeah mm-hmm. i would say like 6.57 just for nice for spookies what would you rate it in general though um i'm gonna give it like an eight i really liked the concept of the fair. story but i feel like i wasn't rooting for the characters and that's really important yeah. to me. <laughs> it's really yeah. for the characters. No, I get that. Yeah, I feel that. So. <laughs> I, that seems reasonable yeah. to me. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it, too. Because, like, we know the characters. We know all about them. Whatever. But it's, like, it's a rich white family. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I just they, don't feel bad. It's, it's like, oh, boo-hoo, like, you are now a victim of the thing that you have created. <laughs> like, exactly. oh, that is exactly that's it. so sad for you. Like, I'm so sorry. Literally. You put out the blue flowers, like, obviously, you're like, we support the purge as long as it doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That is exactly it. That is the whole reason that I literally do not care. Yeah. Like, that... Obviously, I care that they're coming after the kids. Like, that's yeah. not cool. But, yeah, it's it's the whole thing of just, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, yeah, it's just the whole idea of the hypocritical thing of, yeah, we support the purge, just don't touch me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we support the yeah. purge, but, like, if you're going to be, like, breaking into our house and, like, we're going to do things that, like, totally question our morals and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure yeah. it doesn't happen to us, um, and how dare you, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's very, yeah. uh, it's very hypocritical, every single one of the characters. It is. Other than the one that they rescued and ended up rescuing them. Um, yeah. And obviously the kids, they are just, like, doing kid shit. They're, what was it, like, 15 right. and, like, 12? Like, they, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. And I feel like that whole concept is a whole layer of social commentary mm-hmm. in and of itself, of, like, how people act when it comes to like laws in general regarding safety Mm -hmm. it's like well it doesn't affect me yeah like as long as i'm fine i don't care yeah and it's like it's uh that's gonna bite you in the ass one way or another they uh, there's one quote and i'm forgetting the name of the man um 
but it's from whenever, like, the Holocaust was happening, and I'm not trying to, like, tie this into, like, being like, this is just as bad as genocide. But um, it was, like, the quote that was, like, first they came for the Jews, and I said nothing because I'm not a Jew. And then they came for this person, and I said nothing because I'm not that. And it lists, like, ten people. And then it was, like, and then they came for me, and there was no one there to say anything at all. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very much that concept, and it's, I find it very interesting that we're watching it now, especially with all of the, like, anti-trans, uh, bills right. that are being passed in a lot of places. Um. And a lot of people are just turning the other way. Yeah, or just they, allowing it to happen, because it's not affecting them. Not yet. But it's, like, eventually these things yeah. are, and it's, like, you, and it, it was the point of that quote, it's, like, you shouldn't wait to care until it affects you to care about it affecting other exactly. people. Um, so. Exactly. And that's, definitely a huge layer of what's going on in this movie absolutely yeah the main thing that their goal was for the social commentary was going to be focusing on america's fixation with guns and the gun laws or lack thereof Mm -hmm. that are in place in this country Mm -hmm. because demonico the writer director he's always in his words been terrified of guns and then like the uptick in mass shootings that started in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. and just kept going from there mm-hmm. so it's it's a cautionary tale for like what could happen if we continue in the same direction that we've been going with gun laws in response to the ongoing rise of that gun violence in the u.s okay. so that's something that he wanted to focus on a lot and then there's definitely more undertones in there involved as well that have to do with mm-hmm. people's treatment of people in different socioeconomic classes and unhoused Mm -hmm. people specifically and it explores that a lot more in further installments of the film but we definitely obviously get a huge chunk of that in this movie with all of the rhetoric with yes how they discuss unhoused people and it it's very interesting that I don't know how that went over people's heads. Yeah, absolutely. I really, really don't. Because I think that that goes back to people just not understanding how serious different so like social issues are mm-hmm. unless it's directly affecting absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very, I just, I think it's an interesting way to present that because mm-hmm. a lot of people would view it and be like, oh, this, this could never happen. But I I feel like what people are not understanding is that, like, homeless people get murdered and just left to die every day in, like, quantities. And people don't understand it because people, like, the news isn't reporting it. And so they're like, oh, this doesn't happen. Like, homeless people are just, like, there. But it's like, you don't realize it. Like, people are already taking out their aggression on homeless people and killing them. It happens every fucking day. Um, Exactly. And no one does anything, especially if there's... They're not at the crime scene whenever a body is found. It's like a police officer is going to look at that and it's so fucking unfortunate because they're just going to look at someone and be like, oh, this person like was homeless or was a drug addict or like this, that, or maybe it was like a sex worker or whatever. So it's like, why are we wasting resources dealing with someone who's like, quote unquote, less of a person than like whatever. So it's, this really isn't that far off because. It's not, it's not a huge reach that this could happen. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because. We're on the way there already. <laughs> yeah. And America. I don't even want to talk. <laughs> America. Like, I don't even want to talk about how many fucking mass shootings we've had this year. Yeah. It's. We've had more mass shootings up and up than every year. this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, we have. Absolutely. So. So, yeah. Anytime I hear someone 
vehemently denying that the purge could ever happen. I'm I'm side-eyeing them a little bit, if I'm being honest with you. Because I'm like, are you... You're not paying attention. Yeah, no. At all. It's if the... Do anything. I don't want to say the right people, but if, if certain people get in power, then yeah, definitely not far from it. Would it necessarily no. be framed as like, oh, it's going to be 12 hours and it's going to be the purge and blah, 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 blah. And it's like a... No. No, but... Probably not. Just but, free killing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's of like, a certain class of people. Yes. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Because yeah. there's the whole thing with they very clearly have classified people in different political standings and socioeconomic classes because there's like everyone in, what is it, class 10 or above in U.S. government officials mm-hmm. is immune and can't be killed yes. in the purge. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're classifying everyone. Yeah. I can fucking guarantee you oh, in yeah. this universe they're classifying everyone. And I would not... There is no part of me that would be shocked if, like, people in different socioeconomic classes started getting fucking classified mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then being like, yeah, if if this person was classified as rank whatever or lower and they got killed, we're just not going to look into yeah, it. Yeah, it's just whatever. It's like, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's it's... Oh, really? It makes me think a lot. Yeah. And I... This is basically, like, kind of a more violent, aggressive form of eugenics. Like, it's kind of... It is. What it is. It's a genocide, in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because they're persuading people to target only a certain class of people. Exactly. A certain kind of person. Yeah. Right. And the whole... uh, The whole flex of the purge is that, like crime rate is down and um, the economy is up and the unemployment rate is down to like 1% or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, let's think about why that Mm -hmm. is for just a second. Mm -hmm. Who, a lot of people that comprise the unemployment rate are unhoused people. And like, so yeah, if you're killing all of them, your unemployment rate's gonna fucking go down. And like the fucking economy shit, unhoused people... Un- are not in a position where they are able to contribute mm-hmm. to the economy. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking them out and it's like, it's being framed as this good thing and it's like, okay, cool. You're allowing these people to just kill people instead of fucking helping people. Yeah, exactly. It's to like, boost now your, you don't have to like your put your shit, resources you know? towards it. You don't have to. Exactly. Know. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, let's think about this, please. Yeah. This is not a good thing. And it's <laughs> also like, you want to talk about the crime rate going down. It's like white collar crime is more, uses more resources, is more prevalent and costs a lot more money than like a group yeah. of people stealing from your local Walmart because like yeah. you're mad that people are fucking stealing food that they need to eat from your goddamn Walmart, but here's, like, millionaires embezzling tons of money and, like, having their own fucking islands for pedophiles. Like, Like, I... I, It's fucking insane. The crime that you are deeming to be bad and that you're actually recording is down. Sure. I'm sure. But, like, all the other crime? Probably not. There's probably more of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there are so many ways that are (laughs) non-violent to achieve all of these goals yes right yeah. like you know providing housing and resources to people yes. and it's like Mental health it, resources i i have a news flash for you unhoused people are a part of your fucking community yeah they are not mm-hmm. just scum of the earth toss like, yes toss to the side whatever they are part of your fucking community mm-hmm. like 
hey guys so we had to completely <laughs> stop recording and like come back the next day because so what had happened was the kids in my apartment complex were doing what children do and being yes. outside on a nice day and like yelling yeah. and just running around and shit which like Kids are going to be kids. Like, I'm not mad about that or anything. But uh, it was loud enough that the microphone was very much picking it up. So we, we had to yeah. stop. So if there's, like, a weird yeah. disconnect in <laughs> in the energy from the last yes. clip and the rest of this, that's, that's why. <laughs> yeah. We were, like, we literally went from just, like, yelling to being, like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> it was crazy i didn't really like realize what was happening because i was like so in the rage and then by the time they they had they kept yelling for like hours after that so there was yeah there was no way (laughs) on my end of the of the world so yeah yeah so also if you hear i'm gonna try my best to edit it but if you like are listening and you hear like children yelling in the background you're not going crazy they were there Um, (laughs) they they were being picked up by the microphone yeah um Stuff happens. It's like yeah. we both live in apartments yeah. and, you know, maybe people are peopling true. around. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday we'll have better soundproofing abilities. Yeah, but... if you want us to have better soundproofing abilities, maybe you should think about subscribing to our Kofi. Oh my god, so true, Bestie. If you want to know where that is, uh, it's Kofi.com slash Here's Horror Podcast. Uh, look yeah. it up. There's different tiers and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, and then we literally none of that money we're just pocketing. It's all going to like paying for movies. Yes, getting soundproofing equipment for our <laughs> our pod rooms. Yep. Um, you know, new microphones, all that kind of stuff. So yes. it'll all be going back to the pod. So if you're enjoying the pod, consider subscribing to the Kofi. It's like three dollars yeah. for the lowest one. That's I say it every time, and I keep saying I need to come up with new things. <laughs> That's like the price of like a good pack of pens. Oh, I think. it is. I'm looking at. I'm looking at pens right now, so I thought that is, I was, so you yeah, know, it's like a good pack of, right? of nice pens. So, yeah. so yeah. you could get yourself instead of a nice pack of pens because <laughs> you probably don't need more pens right now. Yes, you can get yourself a little <laughs> monthly subscription to yeah some more nonsense that we do. Yeah, yeah. and there's fun stuff on there. So but much anyway, of it. anyway, that's we're gonna we're gonna finish talking about the purge now because I did still yes. have. We are. Things to discuss. We, we still got shit to say. We got okay? shit <laughs> to say. All right. So, what do you got to say? What do you got for me? <laughs> there were a bunch of different renditions of this script, right? As is the way okay. when, you know, mm-hmm. writing films and things of that yes. nature. Or so I've heard. <laughs> I've never made one myself. Yes. For so many reasons. <laughs> but anyway, pretty much every rendition of the script up until the one we end up seeing there's a much more in-depth explanation of how the purge got started. So we see like a tiny little bit of that in like different TV clips that are like playing Mm -hmm. in the family's house or whatever. But there was a whole like 10 minute long sequence of like, you're just watching this TV inside their house. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like the lore because it's like the 10th anniversary purge special or something. Okay. Um, I did, in fact, run out of air when I was saying that sentence because I didn't realize how long I was going to (laughs) talk. That's fine. Anyway. Sometimes you forget to breathe. It's fine. Sometimes you do. It's fine. And I just... (laughs) Neurotypical people are like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? (laughs) 
Okay, oh my god, side note, I might have actually told this story on the pod, or at least to you, but this one time I was at work, and um, this is a different job, but I was working. Okay, well, one time I was at work, and I was like, you know, just doing my work stuff, and I was like really focused, and my manager was standing next to me, and I took like a really big, deep breath in, I was like... (laughs) And he was like, oh my god, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes you just forget to breathe. And I just, like, needed a deep breath. And he was like, what? And I was like, you know, you just, like, forget sometimes. Oh my god. And he was like, no, I can't say I've ever forgotten to breathe. Like, that's a reflex. Like, should I be worried about that? It's a reflex for you. Yeah, for you, maybe. But, like, no, I was like, no, I was just really focused and I forgot to breathe. Oh my god. I can So it happens to the best it, of us. It really does. It really does. But anyway, there was a 10th anniversary <laughs> purge special that goes through the history mm-hmm. that essentially how it got started is there was so the legalization or complete lack of control over gun ownership was then followed by complete legalization of all controlled substances. And then basically things became more and more out of control in terms of legislation and the crime epidemic, which then led to an economic collapse. And Mm. I'm guessing the economy crashing was the last straw that finally made the 1% and politicians panic. So they had to come up with a solution to lower the crime rate and get things back under control. And the purge was born. And Mm -hmm. apparently in this explanation, it went into the very first purge, which is interesting But Hmm. this was before the prequel film, The First Purge, was even, like, considered. So, and I haven't seen that yet, so I don't know if, like, the explanation that was explored in earlier renditions of this script is the same as what they went into for The First Purge, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They might be different. But for this one, the original history was that Purge number one was an experimental purge to see how people would Mm -hmm. act. And it was contained only to, like, one city in Ohio. I don't okay, know why Ohio, but I just thought that was funny when we were talking about, like, I wonder what purges would look like in different parts of the country. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it started in Ohio. So, and then mm-hmm. it expanded to 10 cities and then eventually the entire country. So, mm-hmm. I really want to go back and watch, well, not go back, but like watch the first purge and see if that yeah. still lines up. Because I think in mm-hmm. the first purge, they end up having to send the military in to rile people up because nobody was doing anything. I kind of believe that. I wholeheartedly (laughs) believe that. Like, I... Yeah. yeah. I really want to watch that, though. (laughs) But also, The Purge takes place in March, specifically on the first day of spring, as a way to make Mm. it a sort of, like, propaganda having to do with rebirth and cleansing. It, like, ties into that with the whole, your soul is cleansed. Like, yeah, (laughs) like, they're... Yeah. You know. And just like every aspect of Christianity yeah. just fucking ripped off the pagans. Yeah. Like just fucking rip it. Okay. It's really interesting <laughs> you say that. Uh I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I'll circle back to the first purge stuff and we'll dive into the pagan shit. So Okay, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um so there are a lot of articles out there that like to say that the purge really was a thing that happened in like pagan hit like lore mm. whatever because they don't understand what saturnalia was ah uh, uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. there's this and so i to be fair haven't actually had a chance to dive deep enough into the actual history and tradition of saturnalia mm. so i don't know mm. if it is what i'm about to say 
But a lot of articles like to say when talking about the relationship between Saturnalia and the Purge, which there really isn't any. They like to say that it's mm-hmm. like a week-long holiday festival in Roman history, pagan Roman history, in which all crime was legal. You could do whatever you want. There were no repercussions, mm-hmm. no consequences, no nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And from what I understand about Saturnalia, that's not necessarily mm. the case yeah it has more to do with like embracing chaos yeah and... i feel like from what i know and i don't know a ton about like roman you know i'm not gonna pretend that i'm some expert on like roman history or whatever right. but i feel like you know the romans especially like during the pagan times like they took the gods like very seriously yeah. and a lot of the laws were surrounded by like what they thought the gods wanted and all that jazz right so i feel like it would be more of like a dionysus celebration where everyone's just like let's get super fucking drunk it does and fuck some shit yeah up. it aligns with bacchanalia you know so exactly so i feel like it would be less like let's go out and like murder everyone because like the gods are like super against murder um and more of like a everyone let's go party for a week and like we don't have our work and like no responsibilities and like la 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 but yeah you know not murder no not (laughs) murder but it was kind of like a sort of quote-unquote lawlessness that went on in where like everyone no matter what your socioeconomic class was you were all the same standing during the week of saturnalia and Mm -hmm. like even slaves were like brought in to dine with their masters quote unquote and they would like sit at the head Mm -hmm. of the table and like so there was no structure for that week Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. and there were like designated people in different households to like act as a sort of mischief maker and like yeah because it's about you know chaos but Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily equate violence and i think that's i think that's where there's like this misconception about it but again i don't know for all i know (laughs) like there was some fuck shit i'm sure that somewhere in saturnalia history People probably died at some point because people were getting yeah. silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like exactly. it's it's the same thing. We talked about it a little bit in The Witch, but like when Catholicism went rampant, they tried to twist any traditions that mm-hmm. were like pagan traditions to make them look more yeah, violent than they absolutely. were. And that's probably, Mm -hmm. I would be willing to put money on the fact that that's probably what's happening here as well. So if you read somewhere Mm -hmm. that Saturnalia was the original purge and it really happened, maybe take it with like a little bit more than a grain of salt, maybe like a fistful of it. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine that the Romans were just out like butchering people like killing people because it's like even you think about like fucking caesar being whenever he was killed everyone was like oh my god why are we just murdering people on the street like that like everyone freaked out even though like not people like loved caesar you know what i mean so everyone was kind of just like yo what the fuck you can't just you can't just be stabbing people my dude um so yeah i don't know romans as a society were very like (laughs) stuffy (laughs) you know what i mean they were pretty like oh we're gonna like read our we're gonna invent the classics and we're gonna like read our 
shit and we're gonna like <laughs> drink our wine and blah 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 so i can see like them having like a week where they're like yeah we're just gonna go fucking crazy my dude it's just like a bunch of like <laughs> toddlers at like you know a ymca yes. like a birthday party situation no like, you feel like that was yeah. like more the vibe and not just like we're gonna go stab caesar I mean, we, should just, we should just stab caesar um <laughs> oh, you're pretty much on par yeah i feel i mean i don't know like no. i said i'm no professor of like roman history or anything like that but just yeah. like from the the what i know about the romans right. i don't think they were no, just like going no around, i don't like, think so people. i will say though um, i did know someone in high school whose family allegedly celebrated saturnalia i say allegedly because this person in particular was a um chronic liar in a Is lot of ways that i know can and you tell me i'll cut it out okay. no you don't you okay. don't know that <laughs> <laughs> um this person was definitely a chronic liar and liked to inflate as many things as possible to make them seem like a very cool mm. person and their telling of their family's traditional saturnalia celebrations may- i take it i take anything from them yeah very likely <laughs> um but mm. allegedly their family during saturnalia would just like get drunk and beat the shit out of each other and I'm like, okay. I don't know. And they're like, it's Saturnalia. You just do whatever the fuck you want. You get your rage out, whatever. And it's like, ah, I got questions. But so I'm just saying, is like, though- maybe there is an element of just throwing yeah. some punches here and there. But I don't think people were full on purging each other. No. Yeah. I mean, I can see people like this, like starting a little fight yeah. club in their little whatever villages. Or like I don't know. things just getting rowdy because people are getting wasted yeah. and there's no like structure going on. Like rowdiness yeah, exactly. is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, some consensual fist fighting yeah. is cool or whatever. Sure. Just, it's like boxing. Don't be, don't be stabbing people. We've said it on this pod before. <laughs> don't stab people. Don't stab <laughs> people, okay? <laughs> that's the thing. But yeah, the purge may or may not have been... I, it, I saw nothing that said there was any inspiration drawn from Saturnalia. People just like to make mm. those connections. But yeah. that Saturnalia takes place in December. I believe it's from the 18th to the 25th. So it was one of the things that led to Christmas in a weird roundabout fucking way. <laughs> because that is the Purge the Christmas special. <laughs> the Purge Christmas special. But the Purge takes place. Santa's like coming down with a flamethrower. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God. That'd be awesome. Isn't that like what happens with like the Kurt Russell Santa christmas movies that have come out over the last (laughs) i don't know what they're even called anyway but so that the purge doesn't take place in december though it takes place in march like i mentioned okay but specifically it takes place on the writer and director's sister's birthday just as a just (laughs) as a funny little homage to her like they're besties and he just wanted to be like hot birthday you know (laughs) I love, okay, sorry, we're gonna throw it back to Heather's, but I love that this is, like, I'm just gonna, like, make it on my sister's birthday, because, like, we're besties, and that's fun, but then, like, in Heather's, the writer was like, yeah, my sister was a fucking bitch, and so I made all the characters in Heather's, like, kind of about her. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's the polar opposite. <laughs> Literally, it's that's so, so funny. funny. Oh my god. There was also gonna be, like, a web series or something similar of, like, short-form content that was gonna go into the history of The Purge after the first film came mm-hmm. out. But that never ended up happening, and instead we just got mm. the prequel. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Also, after this movie came out, it was obviously a super popular topic of conversation to talk about, like, what, quote unquote, your purge plans would be, you know? Mm-hmm. You get a lot of disturbing answers when you ask people that yeah. question. You really do. If you're talking to people about your purge plans and your answer isn't just like to hide out in a like impenetrable bu- impenetrable bunker, then I it's a red flag. Am concerned, yeah, it is for sure a red flag. Yeah. That's all I'm saying about that. But the yeah. Demonico, the writer and director, he also just said that he would just leave the U.S. and live in Canada or something. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dual citizenship. Yeah. Just be like, I'm out of here. Yeah, like I'm all set for like the whole month of March. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Take a little vacay. That'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I would straight up just leave the country as well. I would be like, yeah, I for sure. I'm set. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm not about it. No, Definitely not. I got friends in Canada that are like a six hour drive. I can just yeah yoink up there. My wrist just cracked. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but your mic might have caught it. I don't know if it did. We'll see. <laughs> oh my I'll God. let you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's all that I have for The Purge. Okay. Sorry if there was like a... I know there was a weird disconnect between yeah. <laughs> parts of this episode, but hopefully it was Shit happens. entertaining. It's fine. Anyway, but would you watch The Purge again, though? Um, I would. I feel like I want to see the rest of them now. I feel like yeah. this is a really interesting universe to explore. Right. Um, the way that they did it was really interesting. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really stupid and just, like, <laughs> super gory. Yeah. Um, like, I was really expecting it to just be, like, a f- I feel like that's the reason why I was always, like, oh, that's an interesting concept, but I'll never watch right. it. Is because I thought it was just going to be, like, a fucking gore fest the entire time. That's fair. Like, the whole thing was just going to be, like, yeah. Like, basically almost like a slasher, just, like, on steroids. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but I thought the way that they did it was really well done. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I wish that the characters were more likable. Um, Me, you, and the rest of the world, babe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just, you know, um, it would be fun to, I don't know, it, like you said, they could really go, like, so many yeah. different avenues with this, and they could make, like, a million movies, and it would never be a repeat of the same thing, um, and so, yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Um, and I hope you watch the rest of them on the pod. Yeah, I would like to explore the rest of them. We will definitely. And see. Yeah. I feel like this movie has been, like, the most unexpected surprise for I'm me glad. so far. I'm glad. I wasn't sure I, how you were going to feel one, about it. This and maybe, like, Scream. Yeah. I feel like this and Scream have been, like, the most unexpected surprises. I'm um, so glad. For me. I knew you were going to, like, yeah. Scream because obviously uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i really didn't know how you were gonna feel about this one because i'm like it's mm-hmm. it's one of those that just you never know how people are gonna feel yeah. about it everyone feels differently so I wasn't sure yeah. but I'm glad it's one of those it. where yeah i it, we've talked about before i really can't get into a movie if like the characters aren't likable yeah. we've talked about that's like in so many of these movies that we watched where i've been like it was fine but like the characters are really right. unlikable so it was like whatever um but i feel like this one it the concept is so interesting and the way that they're doing it is so interesting that it didn't really matter matter that the yeah. characters were unlikable because I just like wanted to see what was going to happen next and how each of the characters behaved right? in this situation. I feel that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I would definitely watch it again. Um, Sweet. I don't know if it's something that I would be like, I'm going to just pop it in by myself. Right. But I feel like if I was at like a movie night and someone was like, out of these options, which one do you want to watch? I'd be like, yeah, let's watch the purge. Like that'll be right. Fun. Um, so yeah, I'm into Sweet. it. It's a, it's like it's a fun little horror. Movie. It is. It's know. a fun little movie. It's a little jaunty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. It's a good one. 
you haven't seen it, you should yeah. watch it. But if you yeah. want to keep up with us and see when we watch the rest of the Purge movies, yeah, where can the people find us, Tay? Um, you can find us on Twitter at Here's Horror. You can find us on Instagram at Here's Horror Podcast. You can find us on Tumblr at Here's Horror. Um, you can find us on our Kofi at Kofi dot com slash Here's Horror. Um, you can email us your Purge plans. Yeah. Um, and if you do, be warned because we might uh, be forwarding it to the FBI if you say something really <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, so maybe do that as an anonymous on Tumblr if you're nervous. <laughs> um, but if you wanted to shoot us an email, you can do that at here'shorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's I it. I think that's all the places. Have... I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. So with all come, that, come find come us. Come find us. <laughs> come find us, but like not, not the for the purge. <laughs> Any other time. Never for the purge. But with that being said, yeah. thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you to Tay for watching The Purge with me. Thank you for having me. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. Okay, bye guys. Bye.